Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Podcast Room 303. I'm your host, Jermaine Colon-Mendez. This is my co-host, Nicholas Morhan. And um, we have to have a moment of silence. We believe our intern is dead. <laughs> we don't know where he is or what he's thinking. R.I.P. the homie, intern E. Sources say he's holding out for more money. <laughs> management, management is not ready to give it to him. <laughs> e E has officially, uh, as of episode ninety one, locked out for more money. Uh, so we'll see. We'll, we'll keep you apprised of this situation. I, listen, I have a direct link uh, to man to the management of Room Three Hundred Three, and they're saying hardball tactics don't work with them. They don't negotiate with terrorists. If you want to support him in his strike for more money, he did set up a GoFundMe page. GoFundMe.com slash I have cancer intern E. <laughs> if you want to donate to him to supplement his income in the meantime, we expect this holdout to be lengthy, to be ominous, to be dubious. Feelings will be hurt. Words will be exchanged. <laughs> Actually, I mean, we can't get a hold of them. So, like, words really won't be exchanged. I don't know. I don't know why it popped me <laughs> that Eric started a GoFundMe for cancer. I think it's because it's, one, so outlandish, and two, I don't know if he would actually do it. <laughs> I just want to know if anyone goes to that link. <laughs> let me know what popped up. GoFundMe.com slash I have cancer. <laughs> Intern E, bro. Yeah, I direct, have cancer. Direct and to the point. <laughs> yeah. All right. But we're so we're we're so uh glad that you guys have joined us for episode uh ninety-two. I I know I say I'm kind of just amazed that we keep we keep trucking on every week. Uh, and it wouldn't be without the support of of everybody that listens if uh, that we do it. I mean, we do it because we like it, and we hope you guys like it. And literally zero people could listen, and we still record another 92 episodes. But <laughs> yeah, most shout, <laughs> shout out to you guys for listening. Uh, on, this, uh, on this week's episode, we have a special uh, award show. So I know you guys don't see the video but jermaine and i both have our our uh evening gowns on uh yeah. for the roomies yeah we're not actually wearing tuxes because we're we're trying to be uh you know progressive so i'm actually wearing the finest gucci backless red gown i have a vera wang on right now yeah <laughs> i just wanted to say wang so uh then we'll discuss hey uh, hey, hey 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 everybody wang chung tonight <laughs> Then we'll discuss Black Monday with our coach firings week 18 of the last week of the regular season. And then we'll basically give you, I don't want to say free tickets to make millions of dollars during the NFL playoffs, but I mean, maybe thousands. As always, remember podcast motto. Yeah. Fade, fade us. us. <laughs> with that being said. Today's opening topic is going to be favorite actor right now. Currently favorite actor right now that's making movies. So it's 
anyone who's made a movie in the last four years counts. So even if it, pretty much your favorite actor from the 90s has made a movie in the last four years. So not really narrowed down. But since Nick went first last week, I will go ahead and take the honor this week. And I want to just see if I can throw a curveball right off the bat. And I'm going to go Leonardo DiCaprio. It's not really a curveball. It's a fastball right down the dick, and you know it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, just I mean, strictly speaking, 2021. If you guys haven't seen, don't look up on Netflix. It's a fantastic movie. Uh, it's it's just it's it's a it's it's very just cringeworthy. I think that's how that I would describe it. It's it's kind of spot on. By Adam McKay, the guy that directed it. So, but yeah, yeah Lee, I mean, Lee, if, if Leo's not in your top five, I like if Leo's not in your top five, I actually want to hear your top five. Like, I'm not even going to diss <laughs> you. I want to know who who you think are the five better actors than Leo. <laughs> Bro, honestly, that's a good point. Like, I'm not even going to bury somebody. I'm going to be like, well, what are your top? What are your five <laughs> actors that are better than Leo and why? Yeah, they're gonna hit you with like Richard Madden. Who the, who's Richard Bannon? Madden, Richard Madden. Uh, oh, Richard Madden. <laughs> I was like, who's Richard Bannon? Like Bruce Bruce Bannon, Bruce Banner? No, that's Ed O'Bannon's kid, right? I think so. <laughs> that that was what was, he was. What Trump's fucking well, whatever press secretary or something. Uh, Steve O'Bannon is who you're looking for. Oh, Steve O'Bannon. He was like the very first one to get fired by Trump. <laughs> hey, hey, that's a prestigious honor because lots of people got fired. That is an honor. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Leo's Leo's a great pick. Um, I mean, just in the last five years, he's just really cranked out some great movies. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I I am going to go with my first one. I'm going to go an in memoriam for all the service that he's given us as this actor, Daniel Craig. Oh, R.I.P. If you haven't seen No Time to Die, go great, see it. That was a great fucking movie. I you know what I I Daniel Craig is number one on my list because he literally if if you are a man age 25 to 35. You don't need to look online for how to dress. You just need to watch Casino Royale through No Time to Die. And whatever James Bond is wearing, you buy that and you wear that. <laughs> he gives you an outfit for every single social occasion. Bro, his I just when he dresses down, he's like, like shitty bums on tropical islands, right? But still looks suave to the T. I'm like only James Bond. When I went to Greece, <laughs> I was like, how can I look like a combination of James Bond and Dave Portnoy? <laughs> well, hang, that's, hang. that's that's an ugly looking dude. <laughs> if you guess what? I, mean, I know, <laughs> no, no, no. I don't mean with like my facial features. I mean my threads that I'm rocking. <laughs> Dave Portnoy might be a stretch, but if you're 25 to 35 and you're like, man, I ain't got no bitches because I can't dress right, just watch, just have a movie marathon and write down uh, Barbados white button-up shirt, pants with with <laughs> with slides, and then go out and spend your money and yeah. buy what Daniel Craig wears. And also, Craig like wears. pro tip, Target is the homie. Yeah, Target is Target really is though. I mean, 
Bro, Target, like they give you some some low-key outfits that you can just rock on the daily. You ain't gotta think about nothing. Actually, let's yeah. shout out the real homie. TJ Maxx and Home <laughs> I'm more of a Ross guy, but it's the same fucking shit. <laughs> Dude, if you're if you're telling me you don't shop at TJ Maxx or Ross, uh, okay. You're missing out on some great de- it, it combines thrift shopping without like the 1970s look of thrift shopping. Like you can find Gucci shirts at Ross or TJ Maxx, and they'll be like, I don't know, 25 bucks. <laughs> they'll be like, this is amazing. What do you think? 17? Yeah. <laughs> Question mark there. Sometimes asking. it'll be wrong and they'll ask you what you'll be willing to pay for it. <laughs> All right. So with that being said, I'm gonna go with my number two pick, uh, Michael B. Jordan. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, that's my yeah. guy, bro. He just turns out movies I want to see. Fruitvale Station, not really in the last five years, but like both Creed movies, he killed it as Killmonger. That awkward moment, he was good in that. He was awful in the Fantastic Four movie. <laughs> <laughs> also, he just keeps getting more and more jacked. Yeah, it's it's bizarre. I'm ready for Creed 3. Can he get off his ass? <laughs> like, let's go, Michael B. Jordan. God, what a bum. <laughs> <laughs> He's number five on your list just because he hasn't made Creed 3. I still love the <laughs> I, I still love the the commitment to acting that, that some people call it because he got knocked out in Creed 2. And people were like, <laughs> what an actor. I'm like, no, he was facing a professional boxer and <laughs> yeah, didn't he, act well enough and got he, knocked out. He let him hit him. <laughs> and he got knocked out because the dude is a savage. <laughs> oh my goodness. So I'm gonna I, I'm gonna try to go one for one here, actor, actress. So no, my, we're only doing we're only doing actors. Well, we're only doing actors. Yeah. You swerved yourself, bro. Oh man, I did swerve myself. <laughs> I have my damn list as actresses. We're we doing. Actresses I know. Next, are we doing actresses yeah, next? That week? was that was the plan. Oh, there we go. Guess I've ruined it. You know, since Eric is gone, it's really Nick. Nick talks out of his ass. Is really coming back with a vengeance here. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, they forgot. We need Eric back. Maybe we should pay him. <laughs> <laughs> management softening already. <laughs> I would know. I no. Let's see. I'm getting a call from management now. Let's see what they have to say. No, um, we're ten forty-five in. The stance is softened. (laughs) My number two actor is going to be Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds is my guy. Ryan Reynolds is my guy. There's not a movie that he can't act in and really be himself. Well, that's so. I mean, what more do I need to say? Except for the Green Lantern, he was great in every movie. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's it's both of them have terrible. Both of our last two picks have terrible superhero movies. Yeah, hundred percent. But then he made up for it with Deadpool. Oh, Deadpool was great. Yeah, very good. That was man. I gotta watch that movie again. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't seen it sure. in a minute. I have not seen it in a minute. All right, so I'm gonna follow your Ryan Reynolds pickup by picking Miles Teller. Oh wow! It's a good sneaky pick. Miles Teller also getting jacked, by the way. Is he really? Be, yeah, it seems to be that Hollywood actors are just getting jacked now. It's a requirement. He lost Shailene Woodley to Aaron Rodgers. Now he can't win them all, right? <laughs> 
or in my case, you can't win any. Yeah, well, <laughs> I I have my opinions on that. <laughs> but sure, let's play the woe is me card with Jermaine. <laughs> no, my Miles Teller is good. Whiplash is one of the the best movies, best musical movies I've seen in a very long time. It's just a great movie in general. Yeah. Uh, yeah Dogs of War is great. I know. It's War Dogs, right? Is it War Dogs? What's Dogs? Is Dogs of War that Nick Cage movie? <laughs> it sounds oh, exactly like, like, like a... From like 2004. It already <laughs> no, that's Lord like... of War. That's Lord of War. I'm just... Look, the reason why I'm picking him is because I know he's going to kill it in Top Gun. So that's coming out this year. Creed 3 is actively filming right now. That's supposed to come out this year. Is he the boxer in Creed 3? Is he the is he the new baddie? No, no. I'm t- well, my, I was talking about Michael B. Jordan. Oh, Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. Yeah, Miles Teller has Top Gun coming out this year. It was right. supposed to it's supposed to be out already, but you know, COVID's a thing. COVID. <laughs> uh all right. So Miles Teller's a great one. Um I'm going to go with Hugh Jackman. Speaking of jacked actors. Well, speaking of actors that are obviously on steroids. <laughs> I don't think he has done anything in 2021. The last thing I remember was The Greatest Showman. Yeah. Oh, no, no. He did do that. He did that he, other He, he did, did that other movie. But I think, he's been on Bro- I think he's been on Broadway for 2021. Yeah, but he was doing the one where he was going into that machine to relive memories to chase that girl. What? Reminiscence. Reminiscence. Really? Yeah. Jeez. And he was in Free Guy. Was he in Free Guy too? It says voice. He was credited for bo- voice. Oh. <laughs> like what? Is yeah. Reminiscence? Did you watch Reminiscence? I have not. I believe Reminiscence is an HBO. Was it one of those HBO releases on it? I think my buddy said he watched it, and he he pretty much essentially told me he's like, yeah, I mean, you can watch it if you want. <laughs> British Showman was 2017, by the way. Yeah, we saw it in Diego Garcia. I made you yeah. go watch it. It's a good movie. And then you were like, "All right, I don't regret that." Yeah, it's a good movie. <laughs> I just don't like musicals. It was a great movie. Yeah. Uh, I loved it. I thought it was, that movie was fire. Yeah. Speaking of, I actually have this person on my list. Zach Efron. Great movie. Or great, great movie. <laughs> yeah, I was like, all right. We're uh, let me just reiterate out. how much I think The Great Show is a good movie. Is everybody, <laughs> is everybody, everybody clear on that? Uh, Zach Efron, great actor. Baywatch, great movie. Dude, Baywatch is so good, bro. What has he cranked out? Has he cranked out anything recently? No, but here's what I wanted to mention. He's in pre-production for Three Men and a Baby. Okay. Do you remember that? Do you remember those movies? I don't remember those movies, no. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, if you don't remember them, then you're not going to do anything. But he was the voice for Freddy in the Scoob movie, which was good. If you like Scooby-Doo, that was a good movie. Okay. Yeah, he's also in the he's also in like the Dubai the Dubai shorts, which is what which is what the thing that I've remembered seeing him in. Yeah, that's actually on his list. Uh, is it really? Right yeah, and then he did the uh, he did that. The, well, in 2019, he did extremely wicked, shockingly evil, and vile, where he played Ted Bundy. Oh, right. Yeah, he did play Ted Bundy. He got a lot and, of backlash for that. 
And then really? Yeah. For what? What? Performing a role? Yes. Yeah. Well, yes, Jermaine. Okay. Anyways, then you had that <laughs> that Netflix show. That was at, so I watched one episode of it. It's a good show. It was a good show. I didn't finish it either, though. I just watched the Iceland episode, and I was like, "This is good." And then I just stopped watching. <laughs> yeah, I'm probably gonna. I'll, probably, I'll go back and finish it now. But that that's but that's no indication of me thinking anything is good because I do that with every show. Yeah, one hundred percent. I can tell you, there's so many shows I haven't finished. Uh, Zach Efron's a good one. I, I'll I'll go with the obvious one here. Uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Boo. <laughs> Listen, he's in every Jungle movie ever. Oh. I just I watched that new Netflix movie that's like the highest grossing Netflix movie or whatever and Red Notice. And I officially hit the Dwayne the Rock Johnson wall where I'm like, I'm over his movies. There's not like there's not a ton of variety. And in a generation where we're mad because we don't have authenticity in casting, they cast him as a Spaniard. They cast a giant Samoan as a Spaniard in the jungle movie with Emily Blunt. There's so many great Spanish actors that you could. That's what I'm in saying, bro. I, do, do, why didn't? Why do you not? Why do you not cast the like the main villain in that movie? He's like the best Spanish actor. <laughs> just, and you cast him as the Spanish villain. Meanwhile, Dwayne is like, I'm so angry that I'm me. The conquistador is getting, and you cast like, <laughs> like I didn't make any sense. Like I don't remember. Like the what was the last movie of his that I actually liked? All right, can I change it? Because now you've annoyed me too. <laughs> I'd like to change my pick to Chris Helmsworth. Oh, all right, that's whack. I don't think we should allow Mulligans, but right. too late, well, too late, too late. You got, you got him. I, I right. give, I give it to you. I'm just saying, like, look, you're, the you're Rock just giving it to me because the Rock annoys you. <laughs> you don't want him to be on anybody's list. Yeah, the Rock is a char is a charming dude. Like, I look, I like the Rock as a person for sure, but I've officially hit that wall. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. So he's just he's just a little too like he's just a little too charming. What what is it that you boys say? Shut up! Nobody cares. <laughs> like, <laughs> nobody cares. Work harder. Isn't that what the Rock literally says? Yeah. Nobody cares. Work harder, and yet he's literally just posting every day. Yeah, he panders a lot too. So yeah, but yeah. So Chris Hemsworth, he has Extraction Two coming out. <sighs> There's no point. God, I was so mad at that movie. He fell into the dirtiest river with like 87 gunshot wounds. And then he just shows up at the edit. And my buddy's like, that's a great movie. And then he comes and tells me uncut gems is not good. It's a good, it's a good movie. It's just, it's, do you ever play call of duty ghosts? No, I don't play call of duty. Wow. There was a Call of Duty ghost game where it's like the same thing. You shoot the villain like 400 times, stab him, and he like falls off a bridge, and you're like, ah. like it's a great game. The villain like basically has basically like has you like on the ropes the entire game, and you just manage to like surprise him and kill him at the end. And they but made a ghost too. No, and at the very end, you're like pulling your brother out of the river, and like you like get him up on the river. And like, it's like, it like starts to like, you see like your character breathing and then all of a sudden he gets grabbed by the dude that you just shot 400 times and stabbed. And then the game's like, to be continued. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, you could have, you had such a great ending. 
Extraction had such a great ending. He sacrifices himself so the kid can get away. I agree. I thought it was I was just like, yo, that might be the best action movie I've seen in a very long time. Like a very pure long time. Act, like pure action. It was just action. Got great, the job great done. Fight scenes. Yeah. I was it was tight. And the story was compelling mm-hmm. until old buddy showed up. What was it at? Like a pool at the end. <laughs> he showed yeah. up at a pool. Yeah. I've never been so upset before after watching a movie. Just like that was unnecessary. <laughs> Great hour and 44 minutes of action followed by one minute of just ruining it all. Yeah. But what you can look forward to, obviously, the new Thor, Love of and Thunder. Of and then what everyone's waiting for, the untitled Hulk Hogan biopic. Do you think do you think Chris Hemsworth says the N-word in it? (laughs) (laughs) Since Hulk Hogan's so racist. So so in today's in in, in today's current movie culture, no, but it wouldn't be a Hulk Hogan biopic if he doesn't say it at least mm, five times. At least five, right? It has to be five. Hulk Hogan notorious racist. All right, so let's let's move on. We've we've spent a lot more time on this than I thought. We've just been having a blast. Uh, my fifth and final pick is going to be Keanu Reeves, all time Hollywood good guy. Great pick, great pick to finish it out. Uh, John Wick, don't mess with John Wick. Bubba Yeager, <laughs> Bubba Yeager, yeah. Hey, uh, don't kill a dog, bro. That's don't it. kill a dog. I don't kill anyone's dog. That's kind of a that's kind of a good thing about life. Yeah. So John Wick. Uh, four got delayed though that's what sucks matrix resurrection kind of blue a yeah, lot. I, I haven't watched it yet i'm scared uh don't it's yeah i haven't I, I haven't heard a lot of good things i know that he watched it like three or four times and he was wasn't upset. he saying that in phoenix yeah he was so upset <laughs> like he was just like i never want to watch that movie again why would you watch it three or four times i think it was he watched it with different people every time who, who wanted to watch it keanu reeves great pick my final pick i'm gonna substitute a wrestler for a wrestler so because i chose dwayne the rock johnson uh i dave batista Oh, that's a good pick. Underrated. Dave Batista cannot. The thing that I love about Dave Batista is that as he's gotten more famous, he has still not decommitted from playing the villain in movies, <laughs> which I think is awesome. No, that's not true. He played. Uh, he was. What's his name in Stuber? No, no, I no, I know, but like he, but what I'm saying is, as he gets more and more famous, and he gets these leading man roles, he still will throw in a movie where he like Spectre, where he's the villain. Oh yeah, or Dune, or Dune, where he's the villain, or like C, the Apple TV show, where he's the villain. Oh yeah, I'm supposed to watch that. I haven't watched it. Yet. Yeah, so am I. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like it's very rare that you see a guy that transitions from, uh. Like that transitions to like a leading man role out of this kind of like wrestler, like you know, bad guy role. Yeah, that dude is low key just churning out movies right now, and they're all good. Yeah, he's been making some hits, bro. My the so one of the things that I want to see him is in Knives Out Two. Is he in Knives Out Two? Yeah. How are they going to do Knives Out Two? I don't know. Probably someone dies and they have to solve a mystery. What? 
that that was the plot of Knives Out 1. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, just to recap. Uh, the winner, we just the, set each other up professional podcast. The winner of this list is me, of course. So go ahead and let me know in, in text and comments why my list is so much better. But I have Leonardo DiCaprio, Michael B. Jordan, Miles Teller, Zach Efron, and Keanu Reeves. Nick has Daniel Craig, Ryan Reynolds, Hugh Jackman, Chris Hemsworth, and Dave Batista. Equally fire list. Equally fire. A lot of good actors out there. You know who I'm I was upset that I didn't think about until right at the very, very end. Who's that? So I have a few uh honorable mentions, but the one that I didn't think about was John Bernthal. Oh. Isn't I'm it John like, Barenthal? I don't know, bro. <laughs> yeah, well, whatever. Whatever his name is, great pick. Uh Christoph Waltz, I'd like to submit as my honorable mention. Oh, that's a good one. So these he are the doesn't miss. <laughs> he does not. He, dude, oh, Django and Inglorious Bastards, that dude. Yeah. Anyways, uh, Jonah Hill, Kit Harrington, Paul Rudd, and Woody Harrelson. Ooh. All, all great. Uh, yeah. Tom Hardy for me. Yeah, I almost, I, I'm, I thought you were going to take him, so I didn't put him. Honorable mention. Um, and then kind of old actors that have just, that I like seeing in new stuff. So like Tom Hanks, Denzel Washington. Um, Tom Hanks. <laughs> you know I hate Tom Hanks. I really just can't stand him. And just because we talked about it pre-show, I just I don't know why I love him so much, but Alexander Skarsgar. <laughs> Yo, you <laughs> man, man crush alert. Man crush alert. Like he's my he's my hottest man in Hollywood. Bro, so I he was Mr. Sexy Sweden, 1999. <laughs> 1999. And that's an Bro. award they can never take back. Yeah, it's it's it etched in stone. Um, Ryan Reynolds since high school, I was always like, Ryan Reynolds is the only dude I'll go gay for. <laughs> and like <laughs> happily. Yeah. Like, all right. Yeah. I could get that done. Like I banged Ryan Reynolds. Like I'm nobody's going to be angry at you. I'm the Puerto Rican Blake Lively. <laughs> <laughs> I d- Yeah. I mean, I guess. All right. So we rounded out favorite actors. Nick is he's flummoxed. Trying to think of Puerto Rican Blake Lively. <laughs> and so uh, the Miss Universe, bro. Remember that Miss Universe I said? Yeah. And I told you she was my cousin. <laughs> uh, anyways. So uh, we mentioned at the beginning of this, we're going to be doing roomies for fantasy. We have a room 303 fantasy league that went off relatively without a hitch this year. A lot of bad fantasy teams. Uh, two really good ones. They ended up playing in the championship. Your very own co-host, Nicholas Morahan, was, de- was defeated in the final game of the season by Jamar Chase. It's ridiculous. And every I outscored Luigi in every single position except for one. <laughs> You heard that. You heard that correct, folks. Every single position, Sands won. I outscored him, and by a heavy margin, too. May I add? Yeah, missionary is still a favorite. That's the favorite position. What can we say, <laughs> dude? You you got robbed that he started Jamar Chase. That's so wild. Not dude. robbed. I mean, like if I'm gonna lose, like if I'm gonna lose a championship. I'm gonna lose it on that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'll like I'm not mad. What did he have? Gonna, 
Yeah, he had fifty eight point one, I believe. In yeah, that, uh, in that, <laughs> and I think Luigi had like a hundred and a hundred and thirteen. <laughs> I think he had half of his points. Yeah, it was. <laughs> dude, that game was ridiculous. Fifty eight point one in our league. So yeah. shout out Luigi. Luigi's the champion of the Room three hundred three league this year. I he hate you. Shout out. You a bitch. Fuck you. You bum. I know so- you listening. So we we did we did a buy-in of one hundred dollars. So how much did Luigi actually win? He won eleven hundred. Well, he doesn't pay, and you don't pay, so it's a thousand. So he won a th- he won he won a cool he won a cool stack. Yep. Damn. Yep. He got he got a little bread that offset probably all the toys that he bought his daughter for <laughs> Christmas. So he didn't really win anything. He broke. I'm there even. with you, dog. I needed that thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh yep that that was what it was and so that's where we lie for the roomies uh the the first ever roomies are going to be about fantasy football so i sent out a few polls to my league asked them to vote get it done not everyone voted because i guess they couldn't be convenienced to do it uh speaking league, of by the way uh yeah our league yeah what did i say my league oh yeah dude it's my league come on (laughs) um yeah so not everyone voted i guess it couldn't be convenience to vote uh one of those people is 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 the dead intern (laughs) so another hit against management by the way (laughs) yeah so man excuse me with that being said i'll go ahead and go through some of the surprises surprise picks we have six categories, game of the year, comeback player award named after Alex Smith, dud of the year uh, based on who underperformed from draft value, waiver wire hero, fantasy rookie of the year, and fantasy MVP. Which one do you want to start with first, Nick? Well, I think we already talked about it, right? Game of the year. All right. So, yeah, we'll start with game of the year. <laughs> uh, so, in the game of the year category, I submitted five people uh, as nominees. You had Derrick Henry, 49.7 in week two. You had Tyreek Hill, 45.1 in week four. You had Jonathan Taylor, 55.9 in week 11. You had Leonard Fournette, 41.6 in week 12. And you had Jamar Chase, 58.1 in week 17. So in order to qualify this, I essentially just said non-quarterback scored over 40. Those were the five performances I found going through it. And the votes are as follows. Jamar Chase, 58.1 with five. Jonathan Taylor, 55.9 with two. And Derrick Henry, 49.7 with one. I, I The reason that I picked Jamar Chase's game is I probably would have picked Jonathan Taylor's game. If Jamar Chase's game had not come in championship week. Yeah, I, I that pick, won a lot of people a lot of money. I picked Jonathan Taylor. Obviously, I, I picked Jonathan Taylor purely because I was just like, you know how many people played Jamar Chase in week 17 and weren't in the championship? <laughs> like, like, and it wasn't Luigi, I'll tell you that much. But that that was my logic. I was just like Jonathan Taylor. His performance was more pivotal, in my opinion. 
I understand what you're saying. I just like, what is the percentage that were in the championship had Jamar chase and started him? It's a great question. Thank you for asking it. <laughs> and we will get you that answer. Never, <laughs> never. You can probably find it out, but uh, I'm not gonna. Yeah. Our research isn't better than you, than yours. Go ahead and let us know the answer. So <laughs> the next, the very next category, I'll just go uh, down the order of the list. I have right here. We'll do Alex Smith comeback player of the year award. Uh, the five submissions. It, you had to miss at least eight games the year prior and then tear it up in fantasy this year. So I had five submissions, Joe Burrow, quarterback six, 351.2 Dak Prescott, quarterback eight, 326.6 Joe Mixon, running back three, 271.9 Debo Samuel, wide receiver two, 315.5 and George Kittle tight end four, 165.5. So again, all points, are based on room 303 scoring format. Obviously, the results are in. Debo Smith, Debo Samuel had four votes. Joe Burrow had three votes. And Dak Prescott had one vote. I picked Debo Samuel, so I agree with the answer. I, I picked Joe Burrow, but I agree with Debo Samuel. <laughs> I, I, I mean, like, Joe, Joe Burrow, I, obviously this is bias on my part. I picked Joe. I mean, like, if if we go back to our room three hundred three predictions, <laughs> I picked Joe Burrow to be good this year, and then he was good. So yeah, I'm gonna pick him as the comeback player of the year. But the things that that it, it kind of stinks that Devo Samuel had, you know, Cooper Cup had such a great season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that it kind of overshadowed the things that Debo said. I know we mentioned it in our midseason uh, award or our, or our quarter, our, our quarter preview. I know we mentioned it in our midseason preview. Midseason review, yeah. But I mean, like Debo, Debo Samuel, like you said, wide receiver two had an outstanding year. So I'm not, I'm not upset that I picked Joe Burrow and he won. He did not win. Debo oh, that, that, yeah. that he that I picked Joe Burrow and Debo Samuel won the yeah. award because he's not winning best receiver or MVP. So oddly enough, in fa- in the fantasy league, I won this year, took home a cool thousand myself. I had Cooper Cup and Debo Samuel. God dang! <laughs> just just seven hundred points for my two wide receivers. No big deal. Gee. All right, so we'll move on to the next roomie. So, all right. So, so far, Rumi for game of the year goes to Jamar Chase. Rumi for comeback player of the year goes to Debo Samuel. We're going to go ahead and move on to everybody's least favorite Rumi, the dud of the year. <laughs> uh, this is predicated on ADP and, uh, you know, value added to fantasy teams. So, I submitted, I believe, nine players. And these were all in the first three rounds. They were all in the first 36 picks. Christian McCaffrey, round one, pick one. Derrick Henry, round one, pick three. Saquon Barkley, round one, pick eight. DK Metcalf, round two, pick six. Calvin Ridley, round two, pick eight. AJ Brown, round two, pick 12. Chris Carson, round three, pick five. Terry McLaurin, round three, pick six. And Allen Robinson, round three, pick eight. There's only one choice. Saquon Barkley. No. <laughs> All right. So who's your one choice? 
it's CMC. He played three games. <laughs> Drafted number one overall. He played three games. Yeah, so I, I that is who won. Christian McCaffrey had five votes. Allen Robinson had three, which is hysterical to me because he was so bad all year, and he deserved every one of those votes. And Saquon Barkley had one vote, which was my vote. And I'll tell you why I think the other two besides Christian McCaffrey were the more appropriate pick. This is just my opinion. CMC is a great pick. Obviously, like Nick said, he played one three, one. Ga- <laughs> three games, was the uh, number one overall pick, right? But Christian McCaffrey got hurt early. So you didn't have to do the weekly decision of, do I play Allen Robinson or do I play Saquon Barkley? That's 100%. That's, that's, that's pretty true. That's pretty funny. So, like, you imagine you have Saquon Barkley every week and more weeks than not, you started him and he burnt you. Allen Robinson did burn me for at least a week and then I just benched him. Yeah, exactly. But there were people who had to make the decision every week because they drafted them either in the first round or the third round. And they were sitting there available, not hurt, available. They were there to play the game. And you were like, do I start him? You had to wrestle with that decision every week. So that was why I went with Saquon Barkley. Because at least CMC got hurt. So you didn't have to think about it. You just moved him to the IR spot. You dropped him and you just moved on, right? Yeah. That was my logic. But CMC is obviously a great, great pick. So congratulations, Christian McCaffrey. You get the roomie for dud of the year. We'll move on to waiver wire hero. This is like the the exact this would be the yin to the dud of the year's yang. <laughs> so yeah. so we have a total of seven submissions, three running backs, three wide receivers, one tight end. Cordero Patterson, 211.6, RB10 on the year. Elijah Mitchell, 160.5, RB24 in the year. Rashad Penny, 126.7, RB33 on the year. Hunter Renfro, 206.6, wide receiver 15. Amon Ross St. Brown, 184.3, wide receiver 25. Dalton Schultz, 169.8, tight end three. Oh, I'm sorry. It was two tight ends, two wide receivers. And then Pat Fryermuth, 120.7, tight end 13. Who did you have on this one? Cordero Patterson. All right. So I actually, this was biased purely on my decision. I want, <laughs> I was going to pick Hunter Renfro, but I didn't have him. And I had Amon Ra St. Brown in the league that I had Cooper Cup and Debo Samuel. And I played, I picked Amon Ra St. Brown up for my playoff run. And it worked out beautifully because he ended up putting like 103 points in three games or some absurd number like that. Right. But Cordero Patterson had four of the eight votes submitted, so he goes home with the roomie. Amon Ross St. Brown had three. He was next. And then Elijah Mitchell had one, and he would be third. Don't get me wrong. Hunter Renfro would have been a great pick. Hunter Renfro. Hunter Renfro However, killed it, killed it this year. Cordero yeah. Patterson killed it for like three of my fantasy teams. <laughs> and, nope. you know what, and, and, and you know what? Good for Cordero Patterson. He he's already tied for the career kick return touchdown uh lead. Yep. With two other players at eight. He's already established himself as well, like I just said, one of the most dangerous kick returns in history. 
but he never could really kick off as a position player. And, th- and this th- year, all the people that picked Mike Davis. <laughs> oh, and there were a lot of them. And there were My, a lot of them. Myself included. And Cordell Patterson comes in and is RB1 for the Falcons. <laughs> and uh, and almost every week an auto start past what week eight almost so he, almost like yeah he got a flex into the running back position yeah i mean he finished rb10 so he was an rb1 on the year uh his only problem was atlanta it's naturally it's atlanta and they only gave him like 10 touches a game and then he fell off for fantasy playoffs. So if you started right. him in the playoffs, he, w- he wasn't that great, but for the year, he got you to the playoffs. So yeah. You can't be he, mad. He won you games. And then Hunter Renfro picked you up in the playoffs. If you, if you added those two, like I did in like three leagues, <laughs> I mean, that's you're you're getting to the playoffs. Let's just put it this way. If you had Chris Carson, Saquon Barkley, Derrick Henry, or Christian McCaffrey, you would have rather had Cordero Patterson because he he outscored those other guys. How bonkers is that? To That's say? a that I was I was so ready to say that this whole time. <laughs> At the beginning of the year, if you would have told me, hey, the one the 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 tenth running back drafted, which is what around he, he goes in the first three rounds, right? He goes in probably round two because. Everyone's so paranoid about not having a running back that right. you overspent. Right. So he goes in round two. If you would have said, hey, in round two, just wait. Pick up Cordell Patterson as your RB one or as your RB two or your RB one. <laughs> I would go, the wide receiver? <laughs> <laughs> Bro, that's the crazy part. He was RB ten, right? But he was also available to play in the wide receiver slot. I believe he was wide receiver 12 in our league. That's bonk. <laughs> Dude, I guess I should have picked him instead of uh, Amon Ross St. Brown, but I was biased. Um, I'm going to go ahead and move on to uh, the last, the penultimate roomie. So congratulations, Cordero Patterson. You win the roomie for waiver wire hero. We'll move on to fantasy rookie of the year. And for these submissions, we have <clears throat> three running backs, three wide receivers. Najee Harris, 269.7, RB4. Javante Williams, 185.4, RB17. Elijah Mitchell, 160.5, RB24. Jamar Chase, 287.1 points. Remember, 58 of those in one game. <laughs> wide receiver five on the season. Jalen Waddle, 194.8, wide receiver 20. And Amon Ross St. Brown, 184.3 wide receiver 25. Who'd you have for this one? What was the category again? I think I picked Jamar Chase twice. Yeah, so then fantasy it was fantasy rookie of the year. Yeah, it was it was Jamar Chase for sure. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I um I picked Najee Harris in this one. So t- t- for those of you listening, Jamar Chase had five votes. Najee Harris had three votes. So Jamar Chase was the winner for fantasy rookie of the year. I had Najee Harris purely because of this stat right here. You ready? Let's hear it. Najee Harris had seven less receptions than Jamar Chase. <laughs> <laughs> so he's a wide receiver then, right? <laughs> yeah, and he plays running back. He had seven less receptions. I saw that, and I was just like, look, Jamar Chase is going to win, but I'm going to give my vote to Najee Harris. 
we just talked about how bad the running back position was this year where Cordero Patterson was RB10. You know what I mean? Like, and he wasn't even drafted. He won waiver wire hero and he was the a top 10 running back this year. Right. So Najee Harrison, his rookie season was a running back four. And I just felt like that was more impressive. And also he was consistently good. Like if you took away Jamar's 58.1, you know what I mean? He's almost 60 points less on the season. But yeah, I mean, give him give him a respectable week, right? Give him a respectable week as a wide receiver, which is 15 to 20 points. Let's say he gets, let's see, 20 points. You're taking away 38 points from him. Yep. I wonder how far that drops him down. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure I could look that up. But again, your research is better than ours. So you guys let us know. <laughs> and last but not least, the final roomie. Oh, one second. Congratulations, Jamar Chase, for taking home your second roomie of the evening. Fantasy rookie of the year. And this finally, is, this is Jamar Chase's second nomination and his second <laughs> award. <laughs> and for final, our final category is fantasy MVP. I created a stat for this, which I'm sure someone else probably created a long time ago, but whatever. I've never heard of it till now. Nope, it's I call, proprietary. I call it DB2. Uh, and it's DB2 stands for difference between second place. So the nominees were the quarterback one, the running back one, the wide receiver one, and the tight end one. For quarterback one, we had Josh Allen at 419.6 points. His DB2 was 3.8 points. Justin Herbert was second place. That was the difference between the two. Um, next, we have Jonathan Taylor, 373.1 uh, points. He's the RB one. His DB two was sixty six point three points. And I'm trying to pull up who was number two. Who was the second best running back this year? Such a bad year for Joe, Joe Mixon. Joe, Joe Mixon was three. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I'll pull it up. Uh, next, we have Cooper Cup. 388 points, wide receiver one. His DB2 was 72.5. Oh, wow. Austin Eckler was RB2 this year. That's actually shocking to see out, say out loud. <laughs> so, was he injured for like a couple weeks too? He missed, he missed games, yeah. Wow. Uh, and Justin Jackson played one of the games in the, in the fantasy playoffs. Wow. Uh, that's so crazy to me. Uh, and then... Tight end one was Mark Andrews, 253.6. His DB2 was 30.8. Who's you have in this one? It's got to go to Cooper Cup. Yeah, I had Cooper Cup as well. We had one jackass vote for Jonathan Taylor. So we didn't have a unanimous sweep this year for fantasy. It's Cooper Cup. It's 100% Cooper Cup. He's had one of the best wide. He's had one of the best receiving seasons. I don't care if it's in 17 games. Take his last game off. I don't care. It's still a great season. Yeah. Didn't didn't Cooper Cup miss a game this year? I don't think he did. No. Oh no, he was just that consistent too. Um yeah, and of course that person who voted for Jonathan Taylor was none other than reigning defending champion and terror, Yabish Luigi. <laughs> so 
Uh, wide receiver two was Debo Samuel. We already knew that. And then tight end two was Travis Kelsey. Um, all right. So that was our first ever roomies. Um, after the, this year, uh, we're going to decide to do a roomies for the whole year. Uh, some of the roomies we'll be giving out at the end of the year include best team against the spread in all sports, uh, best dog to bet as a team in all sports, uh, biggest win for the podcast for the year, et cetera, et cetera. We'll get more categories. We'll let it know. And as we have nominations, we'll actually have a probably a big, bigger voting pool and let everyone vote on it. But hopefully <laughs> hard to get anyone to do anything these days. <laughs> yeah. Couldn't get everyone to vote. Right. I specifically asked somebody who was just like, Oh yeah. Yeah, I'd, he's like, what do you mean vote on the polls? Like, <laughs> but he was responding to other people's texts to the chat. I'm like, what is happening right now, Ryan? <laughs> I voted, but forgot to hit submit vote. <laughs> so you were like, hey, can you guys vote on this poll? And I was like, I did. <laughs> Why are you coming at me? And you're like, did you click submit? And I was like, oh, there's a submit button. <laughs> And there it is, ladies and gentlemen. Nick is not good with technology. Super. So with that being said, let's get into uh, Black Monday. You want to walk us through that, Nick? Yeah. So Black Monday, for those of you who don't know, is the Monday after the last week of the season. This year it was week 18 when the teams that don't make the playoffs dispatch with their uh, hot seat head coaches. There's a couple of teams that, so when I go through this list, there's a couple of teams that that fired their coaches prior to the end of the season. Um, but let's get into it. So the Carolina Panthers obviously fired uh, Joe Brady on December 5th. Uh, he was their offensive coordinator. Uh, they recently fired, within the last week, uh, special teams coordinator Chase Blackburn, uh, and their offense and, and defensive line coaches. Uh, the Bears, we did it, Jermaine. We won. Yes! Let's Another go. Room 303 targeted head coach, Matt Nagy, has been fired. He got fired yesterday, uh, January 10th. Follow, obviously, a, a Black Monday. Uh, as, sac- as well as... Well as well as general manager Ryan Pace. As well as Ryan Pace, yeah. Who who has drafted 87 tight ends in his short Chicago Bears tenure. Right. <laughs> um, and uh, his one big move, I guess, his one big successful move was the trade for Khalil Mack ahead of the 2018 season. What about the uh, drafting of Mitchell Trubisky before Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes? No, no, I said good. I said good. Good thing. Yeah, good thing. So Nagy's out in Chicago. The Broncos on June 9th or July 9th fired Vic Fangio after Vic Fangio said that the only thing the team is missing is a, um, what did he say? I believe he said competent quarterback play. Uh, It was, yeah, it was a top flight quarterback is what he said. Yeah. Top flight quarterback. Uh, Fangio, obviously, uh, the defensive coordinator for the Bears, 49ers, Texans, Colts. Uh, NFL.com says the Panthers, too. I don't remember Vic Fangio being a coordinator of the Panthers. Yeah, well, if if he was a defensive coordinator, you guys were typically pretty bad at defense. Oh, we're actually pretty good at defense. No. 
Okay. Uh, <laughs> obviously, December 16th, the Jacksonville Jaguars fired Urban Meyer after just a list of issues with him. Um, so. Oh, man, that photo of him and the girl in the his bar that he owns it's 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 just god what a what a disaster that man not his wife by the way let's add oh my goodness he deserved every bad thing that happened to him in the shock of the black monday the miami dolphins fired head coach brian flores uh a day after they beat the patriots swept him swept him to finish the season 98, 9 and 8, it's the second consecutive winning season that Brian Flores has had. He went 10 and 6 last year. But the <laughs> Dolphins, but the Dolphins have not made the playoffs in his 3 years. I'm still not over it, bro. He will he will find a a team that is that will appreciate his talents. Here's the thing. Oh, well, we'll we'll get into this. We'll we'll, we'll get into it. Let's finish the list first. Yeah, let's. The Minnesota Vikings fired uh, both head coach Mike Zimmer and uh, GM Rick Spielman uh, after they went eight and nine this year. Dude, Uh, the fact that Spielman is a free agent general manager blows my mind. Any team who needs a GM right now should be calling his phone immediately. Right. Yeah, I completely agree. Zimmer uh, Zimmer was the seventh longest tenured head coach. Uh, went seventy two fifty six and one uh, with Minnesota since he was hired in two thousand fourteen. Uh, today it was announced the New York Giants fired uh, head coach Joe Judge. Uh, I guess Joe Judge is done building uh, building a program of excellence <laughs> in New York. Just everything he said, he did the opposite. Right. <laughs> he was a big liar. Right, he no is freak- a big. Big talk about it, be about it, guy. Don't forget uh, about their general manager. We need to, we need our, give ourselves a round of applause for this one. Right. So Dave Gettleman <laughs> has retired. The league is done with the Dave Gettleman scorn. Congratulations, Dave Gettleman. You ruined the Carolina Panthers for about five years. You ruined the New York Giants for about, let's say, the next five the years. Next decade. Good riddance. Uh, Joe Judge was ten and twenty-three. They also fired uh, Jason Garrett on November twenty-third uh, after they opened the season uh, three and seven. Yeah, that was a scapegoat fire. Yeah, though. scapegoat fire to try to save Joe Judge's job. But then he gets on a press conference and yells about how good things are going in New York. Uh, normally, things don't go good when you are going ten and twenty-three, uh, even with a bad team. Uh, the Detroit Lions. Uh, Yesterday, parted ways with uh, OC Anthony Lynn, former Chargers head coach. Uh, Dan Campbell said it wasn't; it just wasn't a fit. Uh, they never found their groove or their rhythm, uh, and it didn't work out the way you want. That's a quote from from Dan Campbell. That's unfortunate. I like Anthony Lynn. I I think he's a good coordinator. And they were in games. Yeah, I don't know what Dan Campbell's talking about. It was just not. It was this. Yeah, it's the same you're also thing. the Lions. Like it's the same thing as Brian Flores, man. Realize they, you're the Lions, though, Dan. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought guess, he. I, I, you're trying to build a winning program. I get it, but yeah, I mean the they don't they don't have any offensive weapons. You right. like like really like Amon Ross St. Brown. The reason why we're gushing about him is he came out of nowhere. Yeah. He sucked and, and halfway most- through the season. <laughs> Yeah, he sucked for most of the season. Like DeAndre Swift was hurt, Jamal Williams was hurt. 
He made Craig Reynolds a thing. I mean, his last name is Reynolds, but I call him Reynolds because he was a running back. <laughs> um, like the dude did good things. Jared Goff looks serviceable. Yeah, he's a good quarterback. Uh, and then one final one. I, I, obviously, we knew about this already, but in October, the uh, Raider, or the the yeah, the Las Las Vegas Raiders fired head coach John Gruden. Yeah. So with that being said. Bears, Broncos, Jags, Dolphins, Vikings, Giants are the Raiders, open and Raiders. And Raiders, yeah. Are the open head coaching positions. Okay, I, I, do got, not, I, I do not see the Raiders on uh, Bavada. Yeah, the Raiders won't be on there because um, they're in the playoffs. They're in the playoffs, right. And they, we don't know what's happening with Rich, uh, what's his name, Basaccia? Um, they're in our yeah, he, yeah, he's done. He got them to the playoffs despite <laughs> the f- whatever the fuck happened this year. Sign that man. <laughs> so maybe he should just get the job by default. I will say, actually, no, I wasn't going to say anything, but I had a question for you. Shoot. What job that's currently open is the most desired? Like, which is the best job to go into? The Jacksonville Jack. No, um, I would say the Miami Dolphins. Really, they have the position. They 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 have the they have the uh, pieces in place to be to be a good team. Yeah, but ten and six, nine and eight. That's not bar, that's not the bad. Bar, the bar is so high. They just told you winning football games does not guarantee you a job. Good point, I guess. And he won football games without Tua. <laughs> like, he, like, like well, Tua, Tua was paying, hurt. If, if Tua is paying a quarterback named with O in his last name, he's nine and O apparently. <laughs> yeah, that's a, such a funny stat. That nugget. Um, yeah, I, I would say based on them firing a coach who had back-to-back winning seasons, that's the last place I want to go. Like as yeah. a co- coaching candidate. But I get what you're saying because they just had back-to-back winning seasons, yeah. so they clearly have talent, right? <laughs> like it's such a conundrum, bro. Right. I I don't really know. I think that's a great question. I, it's such a I, the Chicago Bears have Justin Fields. Is he good? I don't know. <laughs> the Minnesota Vikings have Kirk Cousins. Is he good? I don't know. The Denver Broncos are a clean slate with a good defense. The Denver Broncos have talent everywhere except one position. Like Vic Vic Fangio told no lies. Is quarterback important in the NFL? <laughs> like Vic Fangio told no lies. He had that team competing. That's a that's a talent laden roster. Except for quarterback. I don't know what I don't so that's such it's such a hard job. I can tell you which jobs aren't. Like I don't want the Giants. <laughs> I don't want the Jags. I don't want the Jags. All right. So 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 with that, here's the Bavada odds. I'll give you the top three for each job. Okay. Chicago Bears. Brian Flores is the favorite at plus one fifty. Oh. Then we wow, have Jim Jim Harbaugh crazy. at plus six hundred, and Leslie Frazier at plus six fifty. Man, I wish Leslie would get a shot. <laughs> he already got a shot. He did. I just he's I think he deserves another shot. Of note, 
The Bears have interviewed Todd Bowles, the Bucks defensive coordinator, Brian Deball, the Bills OC, uh, Matt Eberflus, the Colts DC, Leslie Frazier, Le- Leslie Frazier, the Bills DC, Nathaniel Hackett, the Packers OC, Byron Leftwich, the Bucks OC, Doug Peterson, the free agent former Eagles coach, and Dan Quinn, the Cowboys DC. So far, that's that's they've put on record. They have look. If I'm the Bears, and I know this isn't what you're asking me, but Greg fucking Roman. Plus 2,000. Greg Roman built an entire offense around Lamar Jackson and made it work. You have just as talented a quarterback as Lamar Jackson. Probably a better thrower. As I look down the list, Sean Payton plus plus 3,300. Why would Sean Payton leave the Saints? (laughs) <laughs> for the bears and i say that because i'm scared now <laughs> he's our, on this list <laughs> our, our old friend josh mcdaniels plus 600 Bro, plus 1600 can they stop they he's not <laughs> leaving he's until not. billy leaves and then he's just gonna be coach of the patriots oh my goodness i just wish they'd give up on trying to get him hired all right um, so Brian Flores is the betting favorite i like that bet Brian Flores plus 150 for the bears all right Moving on, Denver Broncos. Denver Broncos, Dan Quinn, plus 200. Nathaniel Hackett, plus 700. Jim Caldwell, plus 650. That is a damn good ball coach. Of note, note, Eric Biennemi, former CU Buffalo, and on their 1990 championship team, plus 850. That's the bet. That's the bet. I like I, I I will personally be depositing money into my Bovada account to bet Eric Bieniemy. That's the bet. That's coach, the bet you coach make. of the Broncos. That's the bet you make there. I but, agree. That, but Jim Caldwell might be the coach. Jim he, Caldwell. He's, he's Brian Flores. He's he's, he's, he's yes, early two thousands Brian Flores or I, sorry late two thousands Brian Flores. Yeah, I said that in the chat. I stand by it. The dude went to the Super Bowl in his first season coaching. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he lost to the Saints, but he went to the Super Bowl. Right. Uh, the Broncos have interviewed Bienemy, Brian Callahan, the Bengals OC, uh, Jonathan Gannon, the Eagles DC, Luke Getzby, or Getzy, the Packers QB coach and Patson game coordinator, uh, Aaron Glenn, the Lions DC, Hackett, uh, Gerard Mayo, the Packers or the Patriots inside lining, uh, linebackers coach. Uh, Kellen Moore, the Colts OC, the uh, sorry, the Cowboys OC, Kevin O'Donnell, who's the Rams OC, and Dan Quinn, previously mentioned, uh, Cowboys. Okay, let me ask you this: DC. his name, his name keeps popping up. Mm-hmm. What did Dan Quinn do in Atlanta? He's that head coach. Make, that makes you want Dan Quinn as your head coach. He's a head coach. I, I I agree with you, but he's a head coach. This this happens every year, and you know it does. He's a he's been a head coach in the National Football League. I don't care what his record is. He's been a head coach. So is Jim Caldwell. No, I get it. I understand. Oh my God! It's he's but, gonna but, end up with a job again, and he's but, gonna ruin that team. Jermaine, could you think of any? Could you think of any reason why why Dan Quinn would be favored over Jim Caldwell? Any reason whatsoever? He's white. Is yeah. that what you're trying? To, is that the <laughs> yeah. answer you wanted? Yes. Yeah. 
I would it's, say it's because Jim Caldwell hasn't been coaching the last two years. <laughs> but, but that doesn't know. matter. John Gruden got hired, and he didn't even coach for the last ten years. Yeah, but now look at him. Yeah. All right. So we'll <laughs> move. So we'll move on to Jacksonville. So Eric Bieniemy is the, is the room three or three bet for the Broncos coaching job plus eight fifty on Bavada. Next coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. No. <laughs> we got to batten down the hatches, Jermaine. No. Room I cannot believe the this room is three, happening. The room 303 hot seat is going back to war. The outright betting favorite for the next head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars, Bill O'Brien, plus 175. How infuriating that is to see that man's name associated with a head coaching position again. When Jim Caldwell and dude, literally anybody else we've named, Jim I even, Caldwell plus plus five fifty, even Kellen Moore plus over 1, Bill O'Brien, even Kellen Moore over Bill O'Brien. Uh, a couple of interesting. Uh, I'll, I'll finish out the top three here. Uh, Daryl Bevel uh, plus three hundred. Wasn't he Bi- there, DC? Byron Leftwich plus five hundred. That's who I think they should hire. It's the I, obvious choice. I think they should hire him as well. He's a quarterback. Trevor Lawrence can be groomed under him. He's a former Jaguars legend. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's a layup. And then he's going to hire Maurice Jones-Drew as the running back coach. Got to be. A uh, couple of, in- <laughs> couple or, of interesting. Or Fred Taylor. Yeah. Hire Mark Brunel as your quarterback's coach. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> a uh, couple of, of sneakers in here. Joe Brady plus 1,400 for head coach. Ooh. Josh McDaniels plus two thousand and Get our the old fuck friend, out of here. Our Stop old friend, me his name. Our old friend Marvin Lewis at plus two thousand. No way. <laughs> They're dusting Marvin Lewis off the mantle, Bavon. I, I wonder if they're just an intern, just adding ridiculous guys in here. Yeah. Okay. Look, it, it's official. Jim Caldwell isn't behind Dan Quinn because he's black. Because Marvin Lewis is on this list, and he has no business being a head coach again, bro. So but do we think? Do we think by we? I I think we in our heart of hearts, Byron Leftwich is the best. No, it's going to be Bill O'Brien. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. But we're picking Byron Leftwich. If it's Bill O'Brien, I'm starting the fire <laughs> Bill train. As soon as he's hired. We might protest. We might drive down to Jacksonville and protest. Oh, my goodness. I cannot. The dude cannot hold a lead. If he has a lead at halftime, live bet the other team. Now, the good thing. Yeah, Daryl Bevel was their D, was their D coordinator. He is their interim head coach. They did knock the Colts out of the playoffs in, in week 18. We'll get into that. Daryl Bevel was also a head coach before, right? I don't think he was, no. Okay, I'll look that up. Move on to the next. Uh, well, the, well, the Jags have interviewed Todd Bowles, Jim Caldwell, Matt Uberflus, uh, Hackett, Leftwich, Moore, O'Brien, Peterson, and Quinn. So the Jaguars basically are interviewing for <laughs> for name value. It seems like get the fuck out of here. Dan Quinn interviewed there too. How how has he rebuilt his value in one year? <laughs> uh, of note, though, Bavada does not have Dan Quinn listed as a as a bet on uh, the Jacksonville head coaching job. Oh, thank God! Yo, Detroit Lions. He was the interim head coach of the Detroit Lions in twenty twenty. Interim. Yeah, interim. All right. Interim. Well, he's just, I mean, he's just going to go to another team and become an interim co- head coach. <laughs> Dude, yo, if he goes to another team with a coach that's on a hot seat, <laughs> bet that coach to get fired. Come to, come to Carolina. 
<laughs> Dude, you Matt Rule's not getting fired. I'm I'm sad to tell you, bro. He's not. I want Matt Rule to be fired. All right, moving on to the Miami Dolphins. Next coach of the Miami Dolphins, betting favorite Brian DeBull. Dable, uh, huh? Yeah, the Bills Dable. OC. Yeah, Brian Dable plus 300. Doug Peterson plus 500. Eric Biemini uh plus 500. Oh man, those are good choices. A sneaky I, a, I'm sneaky. actually surprised that Dan Quinn wasn't the favorite for the Dolphins. A sneaky pick. Uh, Dan Quinn also not listed on the on on the Dolphins uh, oh, betting God. chart. Thank uh, you. Uh, little sneakers that come in here. Joe Brady plus a thousand. Ooh. D'Amico Ryan's plus twelve hundred. The linebacker. <laughs> D'Amico Ryan's is a head coach now. Let's get it, bro. We have to even bet know. that one. I don't even guy, know. Right? D'Amico Ryan's is the uh, defensive coordinator for the Niners. Let's go. We got to get him a job. I'm I'm, I'm going to start campaigning for D'Amico now. Uh, uh, Jim Harbaugh plus 1,200. Mike McDaniel plus 1,400. Who the fuck is that? <laughs> Don't know. <laughs> yeah. So, obviously, who do you who do you think is the favorite for – I think Eric Bieniemy gets the Dolphins job. Well, we already think Eric Bieniemy gets the Broncos job. Yeah, that's a good point. I, look, I want him to get the Broncos. All right, so truthfully, I've already said this today. If the Broncos don't get hire Brian Flores to get Deshaun Watson, I hope the Broncos never figure out their quarterback situation. Right. The The Dolphins, by the way, have have interviewed uh, DeBall Vance Joseph, the uh, Cardinals DC and former uh, Chargers head coach. Vance Joseph. He's a yeah. good coordinator. I don't Wait, I no, Vance Joseph was the former Broncos coach. Yeah, he was the Broncos Broncos. coach. He's the current Cardinals defense. Cardinals DC. Uh, Mike McDaniel is the Niners OC. uh, Kellen Moore. And then our old boy, Dan Quinn. Just getting job interviews everywhere. Oh, my God. I can't believe he rebuilt his value in a year. You know how upsetting that is? How? I mean, come on. How bad was Dan Quinn without Kyle Shanahan as his coordinator? Yeah, not good. (laughs) He was awful. And people are like, you know what? I want that for my team. Yeah. Ah, D'Amico Ryans. I love that, though. D'Amico Ryans plus 1,200. Is that who we're going with for no, Miami? Who, what were the top three again? DeBole, Peterson, and Bien- Bien- I actually like Peterson for the Dolphins job. Doug Peterson plus 500 for the Dolphins job. Room 303. You heard it first. Uh, moving on to the Minnesota Vikings. Next coach in the Minnesota Vikings, Eric Biemini plus 300. Brian DeBole, uh plus 400. And Brian Flores plus 800. Andre Patterson plus eight hundred. Uh, our old friend Jim Caldwell sneaks back in plus twelve hundred. Uh, Dan Quinn back on the list at plus twelve hundred, and then our boy Josh McDaniels plus sixteen hundred. If you fire, <laughs> if you fire Mike Zimmer to hire Dan Quinn, that is a lateral move. It's the same <laughs> dude. That's the same dude, except Mike Zimmer's a better ball coach. Uh, on. NFL.com, the Minnesota Vikings have not interviewed any head coaches yet. I think I like Dable for the Vikings. Dable? Yeah, Brian Dable. Brian Dable. OC for the Bills. Brian Dable for the Vikings plus 400. All right, moving on to the New York Giants. The New York Giants, Brian Dable pops up again, plus 300. Jim Harbaugh plus 500 and Kellen Moore plus 760. That's 
Bovada Mac- has Bovada has their odds all messed up. Hold on one second. <laughs> Hold there's on. Some, there's someone with better odds, right? No, there's yeah. This uh, these odds are all messed. Eric Bieniemy is listed as the fifth best coach, and he's plus three hundred. So Dayball plus three hundred, Bieniemy plus uh, three hundred, Harbaugh plus five hundred. Yeah, Leftwich plus 600, Peterson plus 600, Caldwell plus 650, Kellen Moore, uh, Brian Flores plus 600. It's Harbaugh, right? That's it's the, mo- it's it's the it's, most Giants thing they can do is it's hire gotta Harbaugh. Be. It's got to be. Yeah, I'm going Harbaugh there. So right now, if, if you guys are keeping track at home, the next coach to the Chicago Bears will be Brian Flores plus 150. The next coach to the Denver Broncos, Eric Bieniemy, that he's a plus eight fifty favorite for the Denver job. Uh, the next coach to the Jacksonville Jaguars, Byron Leftwich, plus five hundred. Next Let's coach go. to the Miami Dolphins, Doug Peterson, plus five hundred. Next coach of the Minnesota Vikings, Brian Dable, uh, plus four hundred. Next coach of the New York Giants, current Michigan head coach Jim Harbaugh, plus five hundred. Let's go! I love it, bro. I love it. I love it. Those are good. I think those are good picks. I think we get none of them right because knowing my luck. <laughs> also, as I just scroll down the list here, uh, Jim, where will Jim Harbaugh be coaching game one of the 2022 season? Uh, Michigan Wolverines is minus uh, 370 favorite. Yeah, uh, I mean, I don't know if any NFL team actually wants him. Right. Where will John Gruden be coaching game one? Uh, not a head coach, minus 100,000. <laughs> this dude's done. He's never getting hired again anywhere. He's uh, done. As we see it pop up, uh, Matt Ryan is in the discussion again, minus 250 to play for the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, Russell oh. Wilson, minus 650 to play for the Seahawks. They already said Matt Ryan's their quarterback for 2022. Right. Uh, Vic Fangio, not a head coach. A little bit better odds than Gruden, minus 10,000, no head coach. Uh, the Carolina Panthers starting quarterback for game one of the 2022 season, Sam Donald, minus 210. Yeah, you're on the hook for 18.5 already. The uh, Cleveland Browns starting quarterback, Baker Mayfield, minus 650. Yeah, they already said they're playing him. Uh, Packers starting quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, minus 220. I... I think he's staying. Probably, yeah. I dude, so look. Right, Vikings fired their guy and their GM. Bears fired their guy and their GM. Dan Campbell just took over. Jared Goff replaced Matt Stafford, right? It's only been there for a year. If Aaron Rodgers leaves, the NFC North in the span of what one year? <laughs> like one calendar year has just been decimated. It's just completely different, bro. Yeah. And here's the question I have for you: Is Jordan Love the best quarterback in that division? I think so. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. Especially if Aaron Rodgers goes through with his promise to boycott the Super Bowl, we might be saying Jordan Love's Super Bowl winning quarterback. That's such a fake story. <laughs> Isn't it so awesome to 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 imagine though? It is, but it's so re- – I remember when I said it, I was just like, oh, yeah, redacted source. I really trust this right. fucking boomer. The last the, the the last one that we'll get into before we get into the, the rest, the week 18, uh, an hour and 15 minutes in, uh, is 
who will the who will be the Pittsburgh Steelers starting quarterback for game one? Dwayne Hoskins, the betting favorite. Dwayne Haskins, the betting favorite, plus one eighty five, followed by Mason Rudolph plus two fifty. Uh, and then Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson both tied at seven fifty. Ooh, that's interesting. Uh, also, uh, I'm gonna petition the world now. We're gonna have to start calling him Dwayne Hoskins now. Dwayne Hoskins, <laughs> right? Dwayne Hoskins. That's a that's a Nick talks out of his ass moment. Where is Eric? <laughs> Pay the man, management. I'm starting to look like an idiot up here. Uh, of of note, the rookie quarterbacks Carson Strong, a plus fifteen hundred. Uh, Matt Carroll, the old Miss quarterback, plus two thousand. Uh, Sam Howe, plus two thousand, and Malik Willis, plus two thousand. I think Who- it's Mason Rudolph. Plus two fifty. Plus two fifty. Yeah, take the plus money. I think Mason Rudolph starts. Mike Tomlin likes him. I don't know why. He's not good. <laughs> well, but he got him to nine and seven. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, that is not a lie. That uh, is not if, a lie. If you want to throw your money away, Ryan Fitzpatrick plus twenty five hundred. Oh man, isn't his hip like completely? <laughs> That's what I said. Jimmy Garoppolo plus sixteen hundred. Teddy Bridgewater plus two thousand. Uh, actually, Mariota and Bridgewater both two thousand. And Tyrod Taylor plus twenty five hundred. The Mariota one. Now that's fascinating. <laughs> the little sneaky Mariota, huh? Oh man, that sounds like an Urban Dictionary term. <laughs> the sneaky Mariota. <laughs> the sneaky Mariota. Um. Dude, that's a crazy list of names. Jimmy Garoppolo will be – that just means San Francisco went haywire. Right. Dude, that's – look, that's a fun one. I'm not betting it. If Jimmy Garoppolo ends up the Steelers QB, uh, bet Steelers Super Bowl. I would think so, right? Because he's way better than what Big Ben did this year. He's got to be, right? <laughs> That's I if mean, Chase, Chase Chase Claypool, noted first down enthusiast, uh, <laughs> decides to. Uh, I mean, if 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 he has an actual quarterback throwing him the ball. Oh, okay. We spent long enough on this noted first down enthusiast. <laughs> God damn it, dude. Uh, dude. So Jimmy Garoppolo, he has his bad rap because he missed one throw in the Super Bowl. I know it was right. a big throw. I'm not <laughs> well, I mean, was... yeah, that's how people get wrapped. <laughs> yeah, and. I just feel like he's like the 49ers didn't do him any justice by trading up for Trey Lance. Yeah, I mean he's not the quarterback of the future. That's 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 evident. Yeah, they made it abundantly clear, but I don't I dude, if Jimmy Garoppolo was the Saints QB, I'd be fucking ecstatic. Maybe first, he of all, might. first of all, because both our quarterbacks right now are hurt and had surgery. So, you know, like maybe that's why. If not, we're starting Trevor Simeon. <laughs> yeah, the noted winner, the noted football game winner. So week week 18 is, has come and passed. Uh, what is your – we we do this every week. What is your biggest surprise, your biggest disappointment Biggest surprise is that Sean McVay still cannot beat Kyle Shanahan. <laughs> Sean McVay is now 0-6 against Kyle Shanahan the last three years. Sean McVay, I believe the stat was 45-0 and in games when leading at halftime. And he was up 17-3 to at halftime and fucking ended up losing that game. Speaking of Jimmy G, 316 yards that he threw for. 27 and 24. Like they lost by three. Yep. 
again. A game like, that was cruising for a tie, very quickly like, cruising. Like for a tie. Sean McVay, what the fuck? I needed a 49ers loss to, for the Saints to get in. Yep. And Sean McVay, 45 and 0 when leading at halftime. 40, sorry, 45 and 1, Jermaine. 45 and 1 now. <laughs> what in the world? Sean McVay heralded as this boy genius, right? Batman sidekick. And he can't get it done against Kyle Shannon. Can't do it. Can't do it. It's proven. Track record. Says it all. So, yeah, the Rams are my biggest surprise. Um, Jeez. Rams are your biggest surprise or your biggest disappointment? Ah, all right, biggest disappointment. Yeah, I mean, look, if you're leading and you end up losing <laughs> the game, I feel like that's a surprise. But, yeah, it's a disappointment. Right. Hashtag Bill O'Brien. Yeah, and then obviously the layup is your head-to-head money line bet of the Jaguars. That's the biggest surprise of the week. Yeah. Or, or it's, what is it, the Colts collapse with the seven pro bowlers, the most in the league. Not one of them made a play when they tr- needed to make it to get into the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, we've gushed about the Colts all year. And we kind of shit on Trevor Lawrence. Don't look now. 71% completion percentage, 223 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Fuck out of here. Trevor Lawrence leads the league in interceptions <laughs> thrown. You fucking kidding me? You're the number one overall pick, and you can't overcome, like, one bad play at least a game. He looked awful all year right. just because he looked competent once because the Colts just thought they were going to win that game. It didn't show up. I'm not giving him any praise. I will, however, shit on Carson Wentz. <laughs> yes. Carson Wentz is a talented quarterback who has a Jimmy Garoppolo rap because he doesn't show up in moments like this. You know what his QBR was in this game? What's that? 4.8. It's on the five scale, right? (laughs) Out of 100. That's not very good. 4.8. Unreal. Um, There's but, seven pro bowlers on this team. No one made a play. Jonathan Taylor got stuffed on fourth and one on the goal line. The Colts deserve every bit of this. And this is the fun thing that I told you about. The Eagles traded away Carson Wentz to the Colts. He needed to play 75% of the snaps for the Eagles' second-round pick to convey into a first-round pick. Guess what? Carson Wentz played well over 75% of the snaps. And that pick conveyed to a first. The Eagles are now in the playoffs, Sands, Carson, Wentz. With two first-round picks. <laughs> three, actually. They have three. <laughs> three in a rebuilding year. They're in the playoffs. And they're in the playoffs in a rebuilding year, as Nick just said. Meanwhile, the Colts, who went all in with Carson Wentz, who now have to play Carson Wentz again next year, <laughs> don't have a first-round pick and didn't make the playoffs. Uh, because we are a betting podcast. The last six years, the Jaguars are now 6-0 and at home against Indianapolis. Oh, dude, we were talking about this stat, <laughs> and we kept telling each other there's no way. There there's is no, no way. way. And we didn't believe our own stat. <laughs> well, well, I did. I did. You did. And, let me, and, and that leads me to my biggest dis- disappointment of the week. Oh, it's a layup. It's a layup. The Los Angeles Chargers and their idiot coaching staff. Fucking Brad. If you would have listened to Room 303 last week, we said Jaguars money line and a Raiders-Chargers tie. 
$3.75 is what I put on it. It would have paid $1,175. If you would have listened, we also added an extra one. Cleveland, Cincinnati under. That $375 would have conveyed, what was it? It was $80,000? Yeah, it was plus $85,000. I can't even do that math. (laughs) I was not. I was not. (laughs) I did not have enough balls to put the the Cincinnati Cleveland under. It hit. It hit by one point. (laughs) By one point. Oh, my goodness. I was 28 seconds away from winning $1,100 off three. I was losing my mind in the bar, yelling at the TV. Please, Ty. Please, Ty. I was set to win money. On this tie. And the, the timeout no. that will live forever. And no. Thank it you, didn't work. Brandon Staley. Because Matt Nagy's fired. Because Adam Gase is fired. Because Bill O'Brien is fired. Brandon Staley, you nine and seven mammy mouth motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> what a great twist. I need him fired. Not because he's a bad coach. I'm just so upset, bro. To get his run defense in, and he gave up 10 fucking yards. My biggest surprise of the week is the Pittsburgh Steelers. (laughs) My biggest surprise of the year is the Pittsburgh Steelers. I was sitting with a girl at a bar on Sunday watching this game, and she turns to me and she goes, the Pittsburgh Steelers are awful. Like, they don't even have a good team. And when I replied to her, if they win this game, there's a chance that they're in the playoffs. And the look of disgust that she gave me, she goes, who do they have on their team? I couldn't answer the question. <laughs> and yet, <laughs> the Pittsburgh Steelers are in the playoffs as the seventh seed. Because Mike Tomlin is, wait for it, the greatest coach in NFL history. I don't want to hear this Bill Belichick crap. I don't want to hear this, you know, Bob Shula, Bill Walsh. I don't want to hear it. Is it Bob Shula or Mike Shula? I think it's Mike. I think it's Mike Shula. Actually. I feel like Bob we Shula should know this. Son. I don't even think Bob Shula is a name, dude. No, it's Bob Shula. Yeah, Bob Shula. Mike. Sh- oh yeah. Oh Don Shula. Jesus Christ. Yeah, what are you talking? I was like, who's Bob? I can't even find a Bob Shula. Mike, like- Mike, Mike Shula is Mike Shula is his. It's a three-letter word. What am I doing? Can I say I'm drunk? I'm not really, but um, all right, yeah, that's uh, <laughs> uh, like I. How does how does Pittsburgh make the playoffs? Ben Roethlisberger throws for a hundred or two hundred forty-four yards. His his average. <laughs> average air yards is what 3.2 something <laughs> and he's in the playoffs again mike tomlin has not had a losing season as a head coach that's he's he's the greatest coach <laughs> in professional sports history history name a coach name a sport mike tomlin's better don't it has to be after black right, people let- are allowed to play <laughs> as <laughs> as is the room 303 rule <laughs> all right so here is uh, we're going to go and do our playoff preview. We're going to do the room 303 bracket pick. We're going to try to go through this rather quickly. So we'll have Nick guide it. We'll talk it a little bit and we'll pick who we think wins and we'll move the brackets forward until we end up with the room 303 Super Bowl. 
your clear and obvious betting slips for the AFC Championship and NFC Championship, as well as who we think wins the Super Bowl. Now, Nick, are you ready? Yes, sir. Are you ready? All right, so our, our, super, our super wild card weekend has six games. Right? Nick's, Nick's favorite. They have a Monday night game. Fuck Monday night games. <laughs> In the playoffs. Uh, the number two Kansas City Chiefs will play the number seven seed Chargers. The number three seed Bengals will play the number no, six. No, 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 no. It's already wrong. Chargers are not in the playoffs. How did this not update? Oh, never mind. Hold on. I'm on the wrong screen. Pardon me. I was like, when the I number asked two you, Kansas you City Chiefs will play the number seven Pittsburgh Steelers. I was just talking. I'm just gushing about the greatest uh, head coach in all of professional sports. The number three Bills will play the number six Patriots. Where is Eric? The number four Bengals will play the uh, number five seeded Raiders. 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 In the NFC, the number two seeded Bucks will play the number seven seed Eagles. The number three Cowboys will play the number six seeded 49ers. The number four Rams will play the number five seeded Arizona Cardinals. I give you betting nuggets or try to give you betting nuggets every week. As we go to the playoffs, there is a betting nugget that has worked out very well for me betting the playoffs in the last couple of years. And this comes from Sharp Football and Warren Sharp. It's one of his best angles that he loves to take in the playoffs. In the playoffs, when the line is less than seven points, you take the team, you take the team on the spread that has a two-plus turnover advantage. For the season. For the season, correct. Okay. There are four games this year in the playoffs in which a team has a plus two, has at least two more turnovers than the team that they're playing. Okay, I want to take a guess at this. Okay, four games. Dallas is one. Correct, Dallas-San Francisco. Um, and Patriots. tell me which team has the edge. Dallas is one. Dallas has the edge. Dallas minus three. Correct. Patriots is one. Patriots. Correct. Patriots pa plus four. Um, you said Chiefs Steelers. I'm reading the lines, by the way. Yep. Chiefs Steelers. And then you said Bengals Raiders. Bengals Raiders. Correct. I'm going to say no. <sighs> no, I'm gonna move on. Eagles, Eagles play. Um, uh, Eagles play the Bucks. Bucks. Ooh, man, the Eagles fumbled a lot. I'm gonna go with Bucks. Nope. Damn. All right. Next, uh, and then we have Rams, Cardinals. Mm -hmm. Oh, and then Matt Stafford is a turnover monster this year. Yeah. So the Cardinals have that yep. advantage. Yep, Cardinals and, plus four. And the final one is the one that I kind of hesitated on. Do the Raiders have the advantage on the Bengals? The Raiders do not. The Bengals have a massive oh. advantage. Bengals minus six. Okay. So those are the four the four Warren Sharp-esque betting angles. Bengals minus six. And remember, the line has to be less than seven. Patriots plus four. Dallas minus three. Arizona plus four as the weekend or as the, as the season ends of note, 
the Indianapolis Colts had the were tied for the best turnover margin with Green Bay. Yeah, the, but that doesn't help them when they're sitting at home. Fuck of course it doesn't, right? But Green Bay, that helps Green Bay. Green Bay plus 16. New England was the third-ranked team, plus 13. Um, they the really did blow it, dude. They really did. Uh, Dallas, sorry, Dallas and New England are both tied for the third-ranked team. Dallas also plus 13. Okay. 11. They are top five. Buffalo at six, uh, and then Minnesota at seven. Who was five? Five was Arizona at plus 11. Oh, okay. However, in the last uh, four weeks of the season, Arizona minus two turnover differential. Well, yeah, they haven't played well. Yeah. Which is why Dallas losing to them is preposterous. Despite your betting nugget, for some reason, 49ers plus three sounds enticing to me. Uh, you have mentioned that. Of note, because we still Dallas. like we still like to talk about it. The NFL betting model, the room three or three betting model, likes this. Cincinnati, 30 to 17 winners over the Raiders. Buffalo 39 to 17 win over the Patriots. Get I the think that's I think that's crazy. That's preposterous. Uh Bucks 21 to 16 win over the Eagles. Doesn't that sound like an Eagles score? <laughs> yeah, that sounds like exactly how the Eagles blow it. <laughs> Jalen Hurts throws a pick in the end zone yeah. with, with 30 seconds left. Tom Brady kneels it out. Right. Dallas 31 to 16 winners over San Francisco. I I don't I'm kind of divided on that game. There's a big these are big wins this model picked. Yeah. KC uh 29 to 19 win over Pittsburgh. I would be surprised if the margin is that small. And Rams 30 to 18 winners over the Cardinals. Oh man. That's interesting. I feel like the Steelers could upset the Chiefs. Hmm. The only way that I could that I could see it happen is in the last four weeks of the season. The reason that I keep bringing that up is the last four weeks is critically important. There has not been a team besides the 2013 Baltimore Ravens that has gone less than two and two in the last four weeks. They went one and three. Less than two and two in the last four weeks and won a playoff game is what you said? And, and won the Super Bowl. And won the Super Bowl. Right. And who who went one and three? The uh, Baltimore Ravens. And they needed an act of God to beat the 49ers. Yeah, okay, but how does that impact this this season? Who went one and three going into the playoffs? Well, nobody. I'm oh, just okay. I and and there also has not been a team below the fifth seed. Who were the Tampa Bay Buccaneers two years ago? First, yeah, no, didn't. What was that? No, Tampa Bay went last year. I yeah, had this they, written down somewhere. They didn't there's, win the division, so yeah. There has not been a team. Was that last year? Then okay, there has not been a team below the fifth seed that has won the Super Bowl in the last ten years. Okay. I mean, they could still win playoff games, though. Of course. But we're looking at Super Bowl bets. Uh, so, what do you think? 
Um, all right. So game by game, what side do you want to start with? Well, I think we'll just start with AFC. So Kansas City, Pittsburgh, you said Uh, Kansas City wins that game. Kansas City wins that game. I just don't think it's by 10. Well, actually, never mind. They Kansas City just beat the shit out of them. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, Kansas City, like even though Tyreek Hill's hurt, even though Clyde Edwards Hilaire is hurt, even though Daryl Williams is hurt, I think Kansas City beats the brakes off of them. Yeah. So Kansas City. New England. What's uh, the spread on that? It is. Let me see what it is currently. Currently, it is Chiefs by 13. The spread for a playoff game is 13 points? Correct. God, and they might cover that. (laughs) Look, look, if Tyreek Hill is hurt, bet the Steelers to cover. Chiefs win, Steelers cover. All right, next, next game. Uh, New England travels into Buffalo. The line is currently at uh, Buffalo minus four. Do we know weather? Uh, We can look up weather, I'm sure. Man, that is a fascinating game. Season series split, but Buffalo beat the crap out of them when the weather was normal. Right. Damien Harris. Uh, what's, What's that, Saturday night? Buffalo yes. weather Saturday night. <laughs> it's a Saturday night, bro. <laughs> no, no, no uh, rain in the forecast. So no elevator. The high is going to be 10 degrees and the low is going to be 2 degrees. <laughs> God, I would hate to get hit. <laughs> like... I would hate to be outside in that. <laughs> yeah, 100%. All right, so yeah, uh, Bills, and it's only a four-point game. Uh Bills win and cover. Okay. Bills win and cover. All right. Uh, the Raiders travel into Cincinnati to play the Bengals. Line is currently Bengals minus five and a half. Uh, Raiders plus five and a half. And I also, I also think, I look, I'm betting against the Bengals until they win a playoff game. Right. 10% chance of rain in Cincy. Yeah, and my favorite stat when it comes to Bengals playoff time, nobody has ever sent a text message about the Bengals winning a playoff game. The last, the last Bengals playoff win was in 1991. The last, the first text message ever fired off was 1992. Exactly, and one of the weak points on the Bengals is their offensive line, and the Raiders lead the league in QB rushes. So, I like the Raiders in this game. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the freak nature, how they seem to win and make the playoffs their whole season. Doesn't make any sense. They had, what was it? It was like six six comeback wins this season. Like a team of destiny, right? Yeah, it, they're going to get a playoff win. I don't think they, you know, make the AFC championship or anything. But I think the Bengals get another heartbreaking loss. It's like on an Eric McPherson missed field goal <laughs> and the Raiders walk off into the next, into the divisionals. All right. So that's the AFC side. All right. So the first game, Philly travels into Tampa Bay. Did we just bet against Bill Belichick? Yeah. Don't let me down, Sean McDermott. All right. Philly, Philly versus Tampa Bay. Lines at eight and a half. Lines at eight and a half. I can mm-hmm. get Philadelphia a touchdown dog with garbage time. Oh, 
Give me Philly spread. Right. Uh, Buccaneers win. Right. Uh, all right. San Francisco, Dallas. Uh, I'm not looking up the weather for these games because it d- d- doesn't matter. None of the AFC games weather matters. NFC. Uh, NFC. God damn it, Eric. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> um, Line Dallas minus three. We talked about this already. Dallas yeah. minus three in Dallas. I think this could be the worst matchup the Dallas Cowboys could have drawn. Of the three so. of the three wildcard teams, I'm gonna go ahead and bet Dallas anyways. Right. Not confident. Not like if, confident. If, yeah, this if is the lowest confidence game. If, I agree if, with you. If we're recording next week and we're talking about the 49ers win, I'm gonna be like, I fucking knew it. Right. <laughs> like, just but, didn't bet it. Just didn't bet it. Uh, and the last, the last NFC game, the Cardinals travel into the Rams in the, uh, I think the Enigma Bowl is what they're calling this game. Yeah, like Matt uh, Stafford. Ram, currently, currently, Rams four point favorites. Matt Stafford is tied with Trevor Lawrence for most interceptions in the league right now. Right, and the Rams have turned the ball over four times. Actually, have a sorry, have a minus four turnover margin in their last four games. Rams have have beat Arizona once this year. Arizona mm-hmm. beat the Rams once. Um, I'm gonna go. This is in LA. In LA, correct. Yeah, let me get cards plus four. Um, Rams probably win. <laughs> I don't know if if the Cardinals were in Arizona. I'm betting Rams all day. They cannot win at home. But the Cardinals are on the road for some reason. Yeah, let me give me that. It, it's in a dome. Yeah, I think James Conner probably eats. Yeah, I'll go Cardinals plus four. I don't know the winner. Who do you think wins this game? I think the Rams win it. And cover or just win? No, I think I don't think the Rams cover. I think it's got to be like a, a, a one to two point win. The Rams seem to just sneak out those like one to two point wins. Not at on home. fucking Sunday. Thanks a lot, Rams. Cost Drew Brees the Super Bowl with that fluke pass interference call, and then you can't even get us in the playoffs as repayment. But like I said, this is the Enigma Bowl. Yeah. So all right. So we have so we have Rams, Cowboys, but right, so here, so so I'll go, I'll go from Saturday to Monday. Right. And you tell me if, if I got any of these wrong, right? Uh Raiders plus five and a half. Do we think the Raiders win? Yes. Team of I'm, Destiny. I'm betting against Cincinnati until they prove me wrong. Team of Destiny. Raver, Ra- uh, Raiders cover the spread and get the money line. Uh, next, Buffalo minus four, and the Bills obviously get the money line. Uh, Eagles plus eight and a half bucks money line. Dallas minus three, Dallas money line. K- uh, Kansas City minus 13, which is an outrageous thing to say in the playoffs. <laughs> Chiefs money line. Arizona plus four, but the Rams money line. Yes. All right. Yeah, I'm going to rattle off real quick. Raiders Chargers 49 and a half over under. Raiders Chargers. Or sorry, uh, Raiders Raiders Bengals 49 and a half. Are you asking me to pick over under? Well, I'm just I'm just saying. Do you like any of these over unders? Over in the Raiders game. Okay. Uh, uh, Patriots Bills. Uh, 43. In that weather, those two teams, 43, division I'd, game. I'd say the over, dude. 
Really? Like it's not that it's not windy. It's not anything like that. Division, right? Division game, technically. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Over is fine with me. It's 43. It's low. The teams yeah. can score. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right. So over. I mean, you're you're telling me that's that's a that's a 22-21 game. Yeah. I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like they can yeah. score. Yeah, that's an easy. That's an easy number to beat. Uh, Philly, Tampa, forty nine. Oh, I think the under on that one. I I think the under too. I think it's going to be a. I, I think it's going to be a, a. Tom Tom Brady normally needs one playoff game to kind of get scared, and then he's good, <laughs> right? I mean, not, not to mention Chris Godwin's gone, AB's gone, Mike Evans is kind of hurt. You right. know, so. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go under 49s a lot. I don't think Jalen Hurts plays very well. <laughs> well, that's um, a given. I don't think uh, the Philadelphia Eagles can run the football very well against the Bucks. So, yeah, give me the under on that one, especially with uh, 49. That's a lot. Niners-Cowboys 51. Ah, the dome hammer the over. Hammer the over. I, I don't, I'm not going to bet this. I'll, I'll take a pass on it. I think it's going to go I think it's going to go right at the number. So I'm going to, I'm going to pass. Uh, all right. Well, I've, I was just picking to pick. Right, right, right. <laughs> I well, but think, I want, I, I want like betting. Like if you, uh, if you would bet. I think both of those teams are susceptible to big plays. Yeah. And that game screams a lot of points will be put up, but I don't want anything to do with, the, with a playoff game with 51 points. Right. Yeah. I'm uh, good. I'm not Steelers, Steelers going into Kansas city, 46 and a half. Whew. That's funny. The Chiefs beat the Steelers thirty-six to ten, so they put the line <laughs> at exactly that. Don't let's want it. let's say the Chiefs don't get. Yeah, I don't. Don't nothing. want it at all. No, Big Ben's gonna he's gonna go out like Drew Brees, <laughs> three interceptions. Uh, and then finally, Cardinals traveling into the Rams in the Enigma Bowl, fifty over. Don't want it. Don't want. To, don't don't want to touch it. Yeah, I, that's another game over. I just think neither of those defenses are going to play well. Right. <laughs> so we'll we'll continue to, to we'll, we'll kind of go through as the weeks go on. But just tell me right now, Tennessee is the one seed. We didn't mention them, and Green Bay is the one seed in the NFC. Who's winning the Super Bowl, or who's going? Who's who's winning the AFC right now for you, and who's winning the NFC? I have the Bills winning in the AFC. Right. And I have the Green Bay Packers winning in the NFC. Okay. And I have Packers over Bills. Uh, Packers by six in the Super Bowl. I want this to happen so gosh dang bad. I can feel it from my head to my toes. I agree with your Buffalo pick. I can gonna, see I can see Green Bay winning. That's I I'll agree with that. But to be different, I want Dallas to beat Green I Bay in a shootout in the NFC we, Championship. Because we said that earlier. We said it season, earlier in the season. Yeah, we said it like week four, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I we looked at it and I was just like, if it was to happen right now. By the way, the NF the model thinks Tennessee beats Cincinnati. Uh, Kansas City or Buffalo beats Kansas City in Kansas City. Buffalo then beats Tennessee in Tennessee. Mm. Wins the AFC. Uh, Green Bay shellacks the Rams by more than a touchdown. Dallas beats Tampa Bay. And then Dallas 
get this, beats Green Bay 43-23 to in the, in the NFC Championship. That's all that pent-up frustration of losing to the Packers every year. And somewhere softly, Des Bryant is crying. <laughs> he gets an honorary contract for the Super Bowl to get right. that ring. <laughs> right. Uh, and then Dallas wins 27-21 in the Super Bowl. If the AFC Championship ends up Tennessee versus Buffalo, <laughs> Tennessee will make the Super Bowl. Yes. The Music City Miracle will happen again. I'm just saying it because that means Derrick Henry came back and came back healthy. Right. If Derrick Henry came back and plays like Derrick Henry plays, Buffalo's not stopping it. Right. <laughs> like it's a wrap. It's a wrap. Tennessee's making it. And then I don't know who Tennessee plays. If Tennessee's a dog in that game, I'm betting. I'm so, all over it. So Bavada, looking at Bavada, the exact result. The Packers to beat the Chiefs plus twelve hundred. The Chiefs to beat the Packers plus twelve hundred. The Packers to beat the Titans plus eighteen hundred. The Packers to beat the Bills plus eighteen hundred. The Bucks to beat the Chiefs plus two thousand. The Bills uh, to beat the Packers and the Chiefs to beat the Buccaneers twenty one hundred. Man, none of those odds have Titans. No. Well, yeah, the Titans lose. Titans lose uh, to Green Bay. Plus eighteen hundred. Yeah, the Super Bowl matchup: Green Bay, Kansas City, plus five fifty. Green Bay, Tennessee, and Green Bay, Buffalo. Oh, and Tampa Bay, Kansas City, all plus one thousand. Dallas, Kansas City, plus sixteen hundred. The Rams in Kansas City, plus eighteen hundred. The next closest uh, Tennessee Titans game is uh, Bucks and Titans, plus two thousand. People seem to be high on Kansas City. Uh, for some reason, I don't think this is Kansas City's year. I don't see it. I don't see it. But, you, look, you you have a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs. You have a good shot to win every game. Yeah. Uh, they've done it before. They've made three straight AFC championships, uh, two Super Bowls in the last three years. I mean, it's low-key a dynasty, so. Betting Kansas City is not a necessarily a foolish thing. I just don't see it. So, However, because Bavada is uh, ridiculous. Oh wait, never mind. I thought I thought that the the Tennessee was 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 uh, favored to win the uh, AFC Championship to reach the AFC Championship game. Tennessee minus six fifty, Kansas City minus one thirty five to reach the NFC Championship game. The Packers minus one eighty and Bucks plus one hundred five. Interesting. Man, a Cowboys Titans Super Bowl would be crazy. <laughs> uh let's see. Cowboys Titans Super Bowl, by the way. Uh Cowboys Titans Super Bowl plus twenty five hundred. Cowboys Bills Super Bowl plus twenty eight hundred. Very interesting. Very interesting. It's gonna be a fun playoffs. Now a <laughs> This is my bet. And not really, by the way, for the folks at home. A Philadelphia Eagles Pittsburgh Steelers Super Bowl plus 60,000. Get the fuck out of here. You imagine Pennsylvania <laughs> would literally blow up. <laughs> it, just, it just ceased to exist. All right. Well, with that being said, that's all we've got. We'll uh, update our bets next week. Uh, it won't be 
nearly as long. This was an end of season um, review playoff preview. So a little bit long winded. Um, you got anything else for him, Nick? No, like I said, I appreciate, uh, uh, I appreciate all the support that you guys give us and all good right. luck. Uh, good luck betting. Yeah. Good luck betting. If you have an intern E siding, let us know. Um, it's like where in the world is Scott Van Pelt? Um, yeah. With that being said, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at podcast room three zero three. We'll see you next time when you come on down and step into the